We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. You're part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. We've got Taylor. Hey, remember that one time that uh, Urban Meyer is going to be the head coach of the Texas Longhorns? That was fun. I think Kami Armoramian <laughs> could be a good coach of the Texas Longhorns. Uh, joining us live, Kami Armoramian. Hey, man, I'm I here. take him over just about anybody else that they're wanting. That's good. I mean, <laughs> you know, Texas fans just need to get real with themselves as far as like their program's never, ever actually been that great. Uh, but I, before I came on the podcast and I made a poor decision and I'm drinking cranberry juice. Like it tastes good, but like <laughs> only like occasionally I don't need to buy that big of a bottle, but I ate some pizza rolls and now my tongue in the t- top of my mouth is burnt. And so it's very uncomfortable <laughs> oh, talking right now. Uh, yeah. Yes. The good old pizza rolls <laughs> lukewarm on the outside. Lava hot on the inside. Yeah, it's it's very frustrating. <laughs> Did I you microwave like, them? No, I put them in the air fryer. Oh, dude. There the air go. fryer is the mm-hmm. goat of yeah, all yeah. kitchen utensils. It's been, a great appliances. it's been a great investment for my family. 
I love it, <laughs> dude. Me, me, Amanda, and my dogs. I That's made awesome. some homemade <laughs> some homemade chicken taquitos in the air fryer the other day. Ooh, Ooh. chicken taquitos. They were so. Did you actually good. put Did you actually put spices on them, or did you just put chicken inside of corn and like <laughs> cheese? Oh, yeah, just raw raw ass chicken. You just got to throw it's, throw it's in a little chicken. salsa it's chicken. God. No, it was uh, it was very tasty, very tasty. Um, yeah, the air fryer, very very good. I like it. Big fan of the air fryer. I also have a gas stove now. Nice. Those things are awesome. Yeah, they heat up way faster than electric. That's what we have. Yes. That's what we do too. It's awesome. Taylor Much better. Uh, altering his camera so you can see yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs hoodie. <clears throat> That's cool. That and like my face looked really red. It was weird. So I had to get we it. See you know, you. We see you. We see you. Well, for those of you <laughs> joining us on the live stream Sunday night, thank you so much. We're glad to have you along. Drop those questions in the chat. We will hit them up as we go through today. No, they won't because I showed up at a live stream once <laughs> and said last week and they didn't respond to me. <laughs> we will respond to you. They Don't were funny, worry. Though. If you are missing the live stream and listening to the podcast version of this, uh, thank you very much. We love you guys. Uh, we hope you are enjoying the, the show. Guys, uh, some actual basketball stuff happening. The Thunder tweeted out today. Basketball. Tweeted, Instagrammed, Facebook. Uh, that the team is on the court. They are playing. We saw a whole three pictures. We have evidence. Pretty excited. One guy not relevant in those pictures, not seen. Um, Trevor Ariza, uh, Joe Masato of the Oklahoma today reporting Trevor Ariza, not Aliza. Trevor Ariza <laughs> is not in camp and not expected to be with the team as he, quote, deals with the same issues that he was dealing with whenever he missed the bubble with Portland, uh, which was a custody battle and trying to uh, to get custody of his children. Now, you could say maybe, you know, is that already resolved and he just doesn't want to come to Oklahoma camp? And is this right. an Andre Iguodala with the Grizzlies all over again? We don't That's know. That's fine with me. <laughs> but Trevor Ariza is not at Thunder Camp, will not be at Thunder Camp. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I'm okay with it. Uh, like you said, Jacob, I mean, uh, well, first and foremost, there's things more important than basketball. And this obviously is one of those things. And so if he truly is still dealing with that, we obviously wish him the absolute best and uh, definitely don't fault him whatsoever for him dealing with such a huge issue. Um, and, and that's perfectly fine. With that being said, just from a Thunder basketball standpoint, uh, from a, a Thunder standpoint, and also just a Thunder fan standpoint, I'm perfectly okay if uh, Trevor Reza doesn't want to play with OKC. And if that trade, uh, one interesting comment that was made in that Thunder, I, I don't want to call it a press release. It was pretty much, I think, given directly to, to Joe. Yeah, right, a statement to Joe. Um, but one interesting uh, comment they made was that they they were aware of this um, after right before they made, or even before they made the trade. Uh-oh, I think we lost Kamiar. We lost Kamiar. Um, so... Therefore, that kind of makes me think, like like you said, Jake, this could be similar to an Andre Iguodala um, kind of situation where they knew that Trevor Reza would probably not be playing for the OKC Thunder. They made the trade, and uh, hopefully they can flip him um, come trade deadline and get him to a place where he doesn't want to play. But even if they don't, I mean, <laughs> you have the luxury of being able to wave and stretch him, and it is what it is. Now, I, I highly think that they will be able to flip him or at least uh, find a team who would want to take him on. But with that being said, it wouldn't surprise me if they made that trade under the full assumption that Trevor Reza was not going to play for the OKC Thunder. Yeah, um, very. It seems very similar to the Andre Iguodala thing. 
except you're not going to get the same value for a reason that you got for Iguodala. Iguodala was younger and um, just a, overall a better player, you know, than Trevor Ariza. There's nothing against Trevor Ariza. Um, hopefully the Thunder can wait, flip him after he gets through with his uh, his home issues and yep. get an asset for him. But you're not pulling in a Justice Winslow and, and other pieces for him, even though that was, you know, for him and Jay Crowder. Uh, right. In the That's Andre a good point. Deal. So interesting. Um, Basically, really, you just kind of have your his salary to play with right now. Really, you know, though? Which, I, yeah, I, I think that it would be maybe even better that he's not there because that opens up minutes for the young guys. You don't, I mean... With all due respect to Trevor Ariza, you don't want Trevor Ariza eating up 25 minutes a night on this team. Exactly. A team that's designed to lose and designed for the development of youth. 25 minutes a night for a 35-year-old isn't what this team is looking for. They're looking for 25 minutes a night for Homie, 25 right. minutes a night for Poku, 25 minutes a night for all these other guys. Admiral not, Schofield. Yeah, not, <laughs> not for a 35-year-old Trevor Ariza. So exactly. I think the Thunder are perfectly comfortable with it. It's not an Andre Iguodala issue in the sense that like Iggy is saying, I refuse to show up. I refuse to play uh, and, and kind of making it an issue with the Grizzlies. Um, it's, it's much more, I think, mutual than that. I agree completely. Um, again, just that comment that they made about um, being aware that this issue was still ongoing uh, when they made the tr- when the Thunder made the trade. I, I think they probably came to a mutual understanding. Jacob, I think you're exactly right. Commander is back. Computer back. is restarted. Yeah, it started. <laughs> no, like I, I don't think Ariza is ever gonna play for KC. I think you guys are probably already that. And I feel like Joe yep. Masato's a type of uh, dish you might get at Zio's. So that's always fun. <laughs> but uh, hey, Joe's a good dude, man. Joe's yeah, a real good dude. Yeah, but he gets a discount at Zio's. I would love a discount at Zio's. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't think Ariza is ever gonna be there because I think OKC, like you guys said made this trade knowing he's never going to even fly to the state of Oklahoma. And he's probably thankful for that. Unlike George Hill, maybe, but yeah, definitely. So yeah, I I'm perfectly okay with the reason not being at camp, not playing for this team. Uh, I, I think it's probably just best for both parties. Uh, speaking of people, not in the pictures on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook today, uh, Lou Dort, uh, the thunder have Lou. announced, today that two thunder players have tested positive for covid and not have good. been held out of practice uh we have not seen or heard from lou for the entirety of the preseason so far the entirety of the, tra- the training camp um i i i'm hesitant to even talk about this because i don't want to like start speculating on people's health so i feel like that's getting right. a, a, a little but, into a, a moral but, gray area if you start playing detective here Okay, so the Thunder post that Instagram post today, right? And they they start tagging different players. Lou's nowhere to be seen at all. Like you said, Jacob, we haven't heard from him. And then you go back to his post that he posted last week, and he has a post in Canada saying, you know, can't wait to get back for – or uh, had such a great time back home, getting to see family and friends. Um, but now it's time to get back to work. And then we haven't heard from him since. Maybe so he's it all been tanning. Maybe all, he's yeah. been tanning. He's been in Canada. He needs, needs to get a tan. Yeah, that's so fair. maybe he was in the facilities. Or international work. travel. He he had a two eight quarantine period, anyways. But then you have Justin, ja- uh, yeah, Justin Jackson also um, from from the Dallas trade. Um, he still hasn't been seen or heard of, even though the trade is official. I mean, obviously you have guys like um, Al Horford, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. That trade hasn't officially gone through, but the Jackson trade has gone through. He's another guy who hasn't shown up. There was somebody on our Twitter account who mentioned that. Um, 
it is probably safe to say that those are maybe the two players. But again, you don't want to speculate on people's health, just like Jacob mentioned. But there's a lot of things that make you kind of lead you to believe that Dort is at least one of those players. Um, I kind of made the joke on our Twitter account that, you know, we don't even need a vaccine anymore. All we had to do was just, you know, get, get Dort lose positive COVID. Yeah, right. <laughs> lose antibodies will that's cure the, COVID that's the cure. and cancer. It, we have a cure. We don't even need a, yeah, we don't even need a vaccine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nate Sanders from YouTube uh, on, on the live stream right now. Uh, didn't even no, see. No, no Poku in the pictures either, which is a good point. Um, we have True. seen seen Poku give media availability. Right. Uh, did not see him in the practice facility today with those pictures. Again, those pictures are there's only three of them, so you know extrapolate that from from that what you want. Uh, but that's a good point. So yep. a few guys missing from camp so far. Um, Aaron Herrera from Periscope asked, "Do you guys believe Poku gets preseason minutes, especially with a reason not playing uh, for the team now?" I expect Poku to rack up preseason minutes and I expect Poku to play during the regular season. Would you guys agree with that? I mean, yeah, they're trying to lose. So yes, I agree <laughs> that True. they will. I think they'll play Poku a lot of minutes. And I think the more I was looking at it today, I think that you'll see Teo Maladone get minutes as well. So I think they're trying to lose, uh, of course on purpose. And like we, I talked about it the other day, like they might be owing it by the time they play the Knicks and hopefully they might get one more. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're if you're a fan that you like winning games, but yeah, that's the way it looks. Speaking, like. speaking of the COVID issues with the team so far and with the league so far, does it make you guys a little bit nervous that the Thunder play Houston for their first game of the season? <laughs> that's I mean, a good point. James Harden is licking every stripper pole in America right now. <laughs> you think Vegas, he's even going to be in Houston Atlanta. day one? Say it again. Yeah, dude. You think he's going to be in Houston? You think he's going to well, be at uh, the fair point too? He wasn't even at the facilities today. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about this. that here shortly. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, he knows what he's doing. Speaking of camp, um, and, and Kamiar mentioned Teo Maladon, uh, not at camp yet. That trade should go live on Tuesday, December 8th. That's when they can aggregate salaries together. So Danny Green plus Terrence Ferguson plus Vincent Poyer. Uh, all to the Philadelphia 76ers. Al Horford will be coming in. Uh, Teo will be coming in. Those guys will get started. Hopefully, they will make the trade official like as early as they can. I bet right as the clock hits midnight on Monday night, they're making that call to the league. That way, Teo and Horford can be present at practice on Tuesday. That would be my assumption. Right. They're already on the roster on 2K. Oh, Interesting. Going off the uh, the Woj notifications mm-hmm. instead of the, mm-hmm. the official VA transactions, mm-hmm. like oh, we lost Car- or uh, lost uh, Jacob. So no, this uh, is fun. Let's <laughs> we'll hijack the podcast. Right? Oh, there he is. He's back. Oh. Um. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, obviously you they waited until December eighth because you can't um can't aggregate Ferg's contract with um with Danny Green's or sorry, I guess I said the way around Danny Green's contract with another player because he was because of his contract and when he was traded and all that stuff. With that being said, they also are able to hold on to a pretty big trade exception and some of their other exceptions by waiting and holding off until the December 8th trade uh, instead of using that Stephen Adams trade exception to bring Horford in. And so I, I think just waiting until December 8th just gives them all that flexibility. Again, guys like uh, Teo and Al Horford, they're only going to miss a couple days of training camp. But one thing I found uh, really interesting is we found out that, I guess there was a, a what was like a French article that talked about Vincent Poirier was yeah. going to be involved in that trade. Um, 
and also uh, Jalen Horde, I think, was one of those players as well. He was on a two-way contract with the, the Portland Trailblazers, and apparently is going to be coming here also. And um, okay, according to the article, OKC had been having uh, ha- having conversations with with his representative or representatives. But Jalen Horde was in one of those pictures that the Thunder posted today at training camp, so he's already there, which is super interesting. So is he yeah. on Exhibit Ten? I, like, I think. Can you guys hear me? By the way, yeah, yeah, no, you sound okay, good. good. Um, I think that's because I think that was a separate deal, separate of the Al Horford trade. I think that oh, French okay. article was talking about two players, but not the same transaction. That yeah, gotcha. Sense. That makes French, way more sense. French woes, way French, more sense. French woes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes more sense. Yep. Yeah. So then Tuesday, I think we can expect for that trade, like you said, Jacob, to go through to be official, and then shoot. It, it wouldn't surprise me if you know, come Wednesday's practice, that uh, Horford. And um, who else we're bringing in? Oh, um, Teo are <laughs> or, or already in OKC and ready to go. Yep. So uh, last piece of Thunder news I just want to touch on real quick. We ran a podcast Friday afternoon of Shea Gilgis-Alexander and George Hill's media availability. George Hill speaking a lot about leadership, uh, veteran leadership, being the old guy in the in the locker room. How do you guys feel about George Hill? It's looking like he's going to start the season with the team. Uh, I would assume he hasn't been traded yet. Um, ju- just the the type of person he is. We know his social activism down in the bubble. Uh, we we know, you know, he's a, a good veteran player. He's not like a star by any means. But how do you guys just feel about bringing George Hill into the season after us thinking that he was going to get traded like immediately? I mean, he's he's there, and it looks like he's there to have a. It's, it's look it looks like he's there just to showcase what he's got to maybe hopefully increase his trade value until OKC can just find a suitor. I mean, I'm not looking into anything for his leadership. I'm not looking into anything for his mentorship at all. He seems just like a place uh, that's just waiting for another young guy in a pick. That's that's all I really see. I don't think he really adds any value to this team and their ultimate goals heading towards the next two years. Uh, I, I'd, I'd be very surprised if he even made it to the trade deadline. I'd be surprised if he wasn't gone over the next, in the first couple months. Yep. No, that, that definitely makes sense. And that one thing about George Hill is he just, he's the ultimate vet, right? He's a, one of those guys that's known to be a high character kind of player. Um, he's mentioned his, his previous in his media availability mentioned his previous connection with Stan Pressy back when he was playing for uh, San Antonio, which seems like decades ago. <laughs> it's wild to think that. Uh, and so it, it's good to have a guy here who is committed. Um, I think he's probably under the understanding that he, he will be traded uh, when the right opportunity comes around that, you know, the Thunder don't in- intend to, to hold him here. Yeah, I don't want to say hostage. That sounds terrible. Cause not like he's in a terrible position. He's being paid a lot of money to play basketball. It is Oklahoma city. <laughs> but it's OKC. And uh, and obviously at this age and this point of his career, George Hill is going to compete for a championship and still can help a contender um, reach that point like we saw in Milwaukee. So uh, with that being said, I, I, as long as he's under the understanding that, you know, Sam Presti will look to to ship him to a a a better team, right? Come trade deadline and, and trying to get assets in return. I think George will be a really good bet for some of these young guys like Shea, uh, Baisley, Dor. It's just you know we talked about the Chris Pauls and um, the Dennis Shooters and Stephen Adams, all these leaders who have uh, been shipped off this offseason. It's good to have a guy like Al Horford or George Hill come in and, and still be around to kind of help out with these young guys. Um, 
particularly as they kind of transition to a leadership role. And also these brand new young guys, right? Like these rookies and these players who've only been in the league in a, for a couple of seasons. That's going to help a brand new head coach like Mark Dagnall come in, right? And, and have vets that are able to um, to be there and kind of back, back him up and support him. So uh, I think it's good overall. But like Commier said, I would not be surprised if George Hill is shipped off here um, even before the trade deadline. Yeah, I, th- I agree with you guys. I think he's going to get moved. I think he does have a lot of value in the league. So uh, hey. re- really, at the end of the day, he is an asset, right? He's an asset right. uh, in order to to flip to get more things that can help you build for the future. Hey, something kind of uh, fun I was just thinking of, because we've been talking about teams that would need a point guard or a combo guard, more likely, uh, in George Hill, where he would kind of fit. Something interesting that I saw, and I can't remember who tweeted this out, but somebody who covers the Los Angeles Clippers was mentioning how um, you know different players have been talking about uh, on the Clippers during their media availability have been talking about their depth. But one player they keep forgetting about is Luke Kennard, who was recently acquired. Now, most likely, it's just because, again, he was recently acquired and they just aren't thinking of him and training camp hadn't really started yet. But what if there is a trade lined up and ready to go George Hill to LA for Luke Kennard. We've done this before. We've done this before, <laughs> except he was from Detroit. It's the same person. It's the same player. Uh, that's true. Do I'm not. Don't, don't yeah. do this. I'm not a Luke Kennard guy. No, not nobody's a Luke Kennard guy. Nobody is. Yeah, uh, I don't even know if Luke Kennard's parents are Luke Kennard guys. So. Like he looks, he looks in the mirror and sees Kyle Singler every morning, and yeah. like I'm trying to get That's somebody like Landry, I'm trying to get somebody like Landry Shamit or or Tyler Hero, not one of these guys that like probably get a JJ Redick or something. It, it still cracks me up that Joel Luke and Kennard. Joel Embiid said in order to perfect his jump shot, he looked at videos of white guys shooting the ball. Isn't that wonderful? That was awesome. I love that. And speaking of JJ Reddick real quick, you guys saw that media availability, right? Oh my gosh. It was was something funny, but I can't remember. He was talking about how Stan Van Gundy was going to drill the shit out of the defense. And he said, I can't wait 15 years and I get stuck with this effing shit. (laughs) <laughs> again because, because he was stand back in orlando yeah. hilarious That's hilarious good. and then as soon as he said that the new orleans uh the pelicans pr guy said eh, that's gonna be all for jj today <laughs> just cut that's him off incredible that's that was what, hilarious i need to go that's back and look at that yeah it was, I, it was I love awesome. that though like jj reddick is one of my favorite players of all time he's awesome and that is podcast it? they're doing right now is awesome also Definitely. you guys haven't listened to it um I, I was making a joke on our slack in our uncontested slack i was like man uh, same press would be hyperventilating if that if, <laughs> if that Shea happened. came out and said, "I signed up and this is the effing shit I get." Yeah, that'd be incredible, <laughs> dude. Sign me up. Joking I'm ready or not? Yeah. All right. Uh, Basley yeah, was yeah. very short the other day. He was pretty angry. Yes, he, he was. was. He was. It's kind of weird. It was kinda weird. Probably going through puberty. <laughs> what happens? Poor he's guy. Uh, he's under LeBron's management. Oh, I mean, uh, clutch management. So, <laughs> um, you know. He thinks he's a, uh, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, I don't know if you uh, saw Woj's million tweets over the weekend about new COVID protocols for the league, but the NBA, the teams, got a 140-page COVID uh, I, I protocol playbook, I guess, on how things will work this season, uh, including uh, the do's and don'ts, the punishments, all this type of stuff. One thing that I found incredibly interesting in away markets, whenever a team goes and plays an away game, uh, instead of making the team stay locked up in the hotel, 
teams are going to be allowed to go out to dinner. Nice. Now, the, re- the restaurants they get to go to have to have outdoor seating or yeah. completely private seating inside. Mm-hmm. And there's only going to be three, whole a whole three restaurants per market. And those three restaurants are going to be decided on by the Players Association, okayed by the NBA. I can't, I can't even imagine. And us. And us. <laughs> and <Yes>. us. <laughs> I can't imagine the, uh, the, I don't know, the oh. jockeying, the, the advertising, the campaigning by restaurants all across the U.S. trying to convince the MBPA to let them be one of the so three true. in the market. You know, so true. Let's just be honest. I'm just glad somebody in this country is using a COVID playbook that was left for them. I mean, <laughs> let's be clear here. Fair. Somebody's using it. Yes. <laughs> so my question for you guys is we're getting hired by the by the NBA. Not really, but we're going to act like the, the NBPA <laughs> has come to uh, the most intelligent people in Oklahoma City, the Uncontested Podcast. And they are asking us what three restaurants are making the cut for out-of-town players to be able to go eat at whenever they're playing against the Thunder. So there's three of us. We get to choose three restaurants. That means a restaurant apiece. Uh, Let's start with Kamiar. Oh, that's not fair. Okay, let's start with Taylor. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I got it. Okay, so every single time, like opposing NBA players come, uh, come to OKC, and they even mention a restaurant, which is rare, but you've heard it a couple times. Or if a player who is traded here, you always hear about Mahogany's. I mean, Mahogany's is just its such a good steakhouse. It's right there by their arena. Mahogany's is an NBA fan favorite. Um, all the big-name players go there after their games in OKC, so long as they aren't like immediately on a plane. Regardless if you agree that Mahogany's is the best steakhouse in OKC, I feel like that's just automatically going to be uh that's one that all the nba players know so i think that's going to be at least one of them all right so we got mahogany's on the list Kamiar, do you want to go second yeah i'll go second okay. and this might be yours um i have ooh. two on my list so, so i've com- i compiled a list just in case you guys doubled one of mine ooh, <laughs> i've got it. i've got one two three four five six i left. guarantee oh, I, oh yeah I guarantee we all have at least one restaurant. Oh yeah, um, we all we all do on this, our list. Of the this same. one's special <laughs> because you get a t- you get a taste of everything nice and spice of OKC. Uh, you you've got you've got the basketball right, and you drive right down the, the right down the street. You experience like another side of the culture near MLK Boulevard. It's outside. It's a food truck. It's Ooh, not open right now. My man. It's not open right Here now. Here we go. But Bobo's Fried Chicken. Yes. Is, Hell you, yes. You get, it's soul yes. food. You get culture. Yes. You, you meet all kinds of people. Like everybody from all walks of life are always at Bobo's. You just like you get some random old dude from Nichols Hills, like in jeans, like in mama jeans and some flannel. <laughs> and then you get like the young, the young, like college town kids from Oklahoma city university. Uh, and that, that where they all have long armpit hair, regardless of whether gender you <laughs> claim to be, uh, you know, everybody <laughs> comes to Bobo's. It's a special opportunity for people to get together, especially after a thunder win. So it's a great place. of approval. Oh man. If we could get Bobo's to sponsor the podcast, holy yes. shit. Remember when Kendrick Perkins stood you up at Bobo's? Yeah. Bastard. <laughs> That's a fun story. <laughs> Fun story. I bet his <laughs> wife was too busy trying to fist fight a nail tech. So, <laughs> another good story. 
True. Oh, All right. Man. Well, Kamiar, you went. Bobo's is an excellent choice, but you did not go with what I thought you were going to go with. So I have two on my list. I'm going to choose another restaurant close to the arena uh, just for convenience sake. Uh, I don't know if either of you guys have eaten here before, uh, but I'm going with Flint in the, the first floor of the Colcord Hotel. I haven't eaten there, but I've heard many good things. I've heard things. I've heard things. Yep. Flint, ha- you can get fish, you can get chicken, you can get steak. Don't drink They're- the water. <laughs> don't drink the water. Oh, is this a restaurant? Uh, <laughs> the the cornbread flint uh, with the honey butter. Woo. Cornbread is good just on its own, man. Oh man. True. I like so are you guys fans of cornbread like oh, yeah. with your chili or are you fans of cor- like sweet cornbread like dessert cornbread? Yes. Yeah. And I'm more of a like with your chili. Yep. Oh, see, beans, I just had, beans. I just had cornbread <laughs> and chili yesterday. Cornbread's Ooh. so good, man. See, I'm a Frito chili pie kind of person when it comes yeah. to chili. That just, I, but, I, I, I have Fritos. I will not I turn down cornbread. Too. Yeah. Yeah. There, oh, you, there go. you go. There, there you go. go. Now we're so, talking. So, yeah, if you guys haven't had Flint, oh my God, it's so good. Uh, their French fries are incredible. Uh, their cornbread's incredible. Uh, their burgers are incredible. I was going to say, Nick has mentioned their burgers before. Call me our friend of the pod, uh, Brady Trantham. Doesn't he occasionally do live pods there? I believe so. Brady's a nice guy. He's like one of the best dudes in the podcast yeah. and franchise game. Wonderful I think, hair. I don't think Brady is doing uh doing live pods there right now. But uh, fair. Uh, Good they've point. Some, they've been doing Good some point. at uh, at a uh, Vanessa House Brewery uh, oh, not okay. far away. Nice, nice. All right, so Kamiar, I'm now interested. What were the uh, so our three official uh, NBA players can go to these places when they visit OKC is Mahogany's Flint. And Bobo's freaking chicken. Yeah. Like that's a pretty yeah. solid lineup there. And that's yeah. nice variety. Three no, different my... lifestyles and three different food varieties. In yeah, right. and you have like very like posh, like high class mahogany. Yeah. You have like the middle ground Flint, and then yeah. you have roll up in the winter in your hoodie mm-hmm. and stand out in line. You cash only to... Bobo's. You, mm-hmm. Right, right. You don't even have to you know, like shower after the game. Not, you can just yeah. walk yeah. down the street. It's not like a food place. It's an experience. You just got to go ex- experience everything. Yeah. Yes. Now, I thought one of you guys was going to mention it. I get why not, because this is a little bit of a drive from the arena. I don't know if the NBA players would be down for this, but we got to mention our, our our friends over at the press. Oh, just yeah. The yeah. Best. That, that was my second one was the press. Yeah. Uh, absolutely incredible food. Almir, <laughs> what else was on your list? I had a lot of these are kind of really the same. I don't want to say they're the same, but they're very similar. Yep. You got Republic. You've got the Mule. You got oh, the Jones. The mule, yep. You've got Big Truck Tacos, which is on a similar level to me as I far as an experience uh, mm-hmm. with like Bobo's is. And then, of course, I'm just a fig. Uh, I'm a fig band. I'm a big fan <laughs> of <laughs> going and getting something to drink, hanging out in the patio or whatever. McNelly's yep. in in downtown where yep. all that stuff is is wonderful as well. But Nick McNelly's is kind of just like that like that first tier, just like I was kind of a hangout, get some beers, right. uh, get some. We have one here in Tulsa. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Those are all good ones. Um, I would maybe throw on. Uh, I at first when Kamiar was leading up to Bobo, I thought I was going to say the collective. Mm. Uh, nice mm. variety at the I collective. Heard the collective. The collective is like. Uh, it's like 20 different places all in one. Um, yep, it's yep. like mm. what used to be food trucks, but now they're in like a permanent spot. It's almost like a food court. That's our mother row market. I, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I remember where, you guys saying where that. Did we, where did we eat that one time? Was it the mule where we ate that Buffalo Mac 
right before we played basketball. No, that was like at an the hour press. And a half. Oh, that was at the press. Yeah, and we I both know. almost That's threw up. Yeah, like we were running up and down the court, and I could feel the spicy Buffalo Mac in my stomach. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I miss pickup basketball. Yeah, I was just talking to Amanda last night. I was like, when we get back to, you know, people getting vaccinated and actually playing pickup more often or just in general, everybody's going to look terrible and oh. everything's going to be so bad. <laughs> it's going to be bad. More it's terrible. Don't be more bad. terrible than like, usual. <laughs> if the NBA athletes and the college athletes are going to be off, like imagine what normal folks with actual, with like actual yeah. other jobs, day jobs do. It's imagine gonna be- what my jump shot's going to look like. You're, yeah. We're going to go for a two hour pickup run. It's going to be like yeah. one game. I'm not even going <laughs> to jump shoot. I'm not even going to try to try to jump shot. First one at 21. Right yeah. <laughs> oh, three hours later. <laughs> I promise you I'm getting the first shot up and pick up whenever we get in the post COVID world. Court. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Dude, I'm emptying the damn clip. I've got I've got nine months of jump shots stored up, baby. I'm emptying the damn clip. I'm gonna be like Abdul Nader out there. Every time I touch it, it's going up. I uh, love it. Shout Just out to Dooley. It. I hope he gets minutes out in Phoenix. Me too. Uh, guys, let's take a trip around the association. Before we do though, we gotta tell the people about the people. where where we're getting the money from. Show me the money. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and 2020 is almost over, but businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visitors than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find that quality candidate quickly so you can focus on hiring the person that keeps your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with the candidates instantly delivers short lists of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. That way, you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore. So it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use them for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more people will see it quickly. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to indeed.com slash blue wire, but the offer is only good through December 31st. So hurry up terms and conditions apply. Football and other sports, college basketball, so many others are back in full swing and you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at bet online. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start up wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
All right, gentlemen, let's take ourselves a trip around the association. The best. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> All right, guys, I figured this week we would play an around the association game of truth or dare. Oh, not truth, truth or, or dare. dare. Not truth. truth or dare. True or false. No, I'm uh, no, we said truth or dare. We have to play truth <laughs> or dare on the game. Come here, I dare you to get naked on this live stream Whoa. right now. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Tommy R needs to keep his job. I need to keep my job. <laughs> Although maybe that would pay more uh, than what we do for fair. a living. Hey, we got an uncontested OnlyFans. That's there right. you go. Plug more it. money in the pot account. <laughs> Taylor said, Whatever yeah, it takes. We're playing true or false, not truth or dare. Um, <laughs> I've already we got play, the, We should play the truth or dare on here. the podcast, though. We should play truth or dare. That'd be fun, like, yeah, instead yeah, of our bets can. for preseason. Yeah. We're not <laughs> at a 13-year-old's birthday party. We are uh, actually on a basketball podcast. We need to, we need to actually revisit our bets from previous seasons this and is true. put up a video compilation of us taking care of those bets. I think Taylor There's has been... to dress up as SpongeBob going to work, and we still haven't made it happen. Yeah. I know Justin this knows me true. at pizza and I haven't haven't made that man pay up yet. Yeah, it's I time did for pay Justin for a chicken sandwich. See, but look at I the owe a sandwich of my choice from uh Nick. Mm-hmm. There's a, a lot of bets that need to be done before yeah. we make our well, preseason uh, bets in a couple of weeks. Let me tell you something. We make the our preseason bets coming. Yeah, we make our preseason bets a week from tonight. Oh boy. Yeah, I've already <laughs> I've already got it on the on the pod schedule. It's a week from tonight. So we got to get paid up this week. We're uh, we're gonna make that happen. We will tweet them out as we do them. We're <laughs> playing true or false. I have six statements here. I'm gonna ping you guys back and forth. I'm gonna give you a statement. You tell us if it is true or false. Give us your quick explanation why, and then we will debate you and move on to the next one. Kamiar, I let you go second on the food, so you got to go first now. Okay. This is a good one though. <laughs> true or false? James Harden will show up to camp at least two days for the Rockets' first preseason game. For our fans at home, that first preseason game is Friday. So this true or false is basically asking, will James Harden be at camp by Wednesday? True. He will be at camp on by by Wednesday. He, uh, I don't know if what, what that means with the Instagram thing. It's clearly, he clearly does not care what people think right now. But I think out of, his sake and his agent's sake, I think he will be at camp if uh, Tillman decides to say he's going to double down, in which they have already said they will double down. So if he triples down and basically says, listen, like you either get here or nothing's going to happen, you're not going to trade it, I think it'll be pretty interesting. But no, he'll be there, I think. I think that's fair. Um, here's the thing. I think he will be because the Rockets very desperately want him to, mainly for PR purposes and, and other purposes. I don't think Harden's going to set out, even if he still wants to be traded away. Now, the the question of should he be there after uh, apparently being out in both Atlanta and Vegas, um, partying with, you know, rappers because, you know, shout out James Harden. He's so cool. Uh, should he be there in training camp? I'm not sure if he should be, but I think he will be so long as he still, he, he tests, you know, negative however many times he needs to. And because the, the Rockets want him there for PR purposes. That's the thing is I don't know if he can meet, meet the yeah. league's 
COVID protocol requirements. So he might show up like for a day and then like, you know, then the league, you know, cracks down on him and tells him, no, you need a quarantine for a week or however long, 10 days. You know, rumor has it that OKC didn't just feel for letting James Harden go because he wanted so much money. Uh, large rumors have it that mm-hmm. they weren't a, a really fan good of, point, they were not a fan of his lifestyle in OKC and, and what the money was, was kind of the last straw. Right? Yes. And, and what, what he was tending to do and be like, and they kind of saw the writing on the wall and said, yeah, we don't want this kind of person representing our brand. Um, and instead, you know, they went a different direction. Yeah. Right. That's uh, really interesting. I was actually sorry. I know we want to yeah. move on, but uh, I was listening to it. Oh, it was the uh, the mismatch with Kevin O'Connor and um, and Bruno. Uh, they have their own feed now, so I was listening to that today. Actually, going back from the grocery store, and I had that same exact thought. Call me Imagine, yeah. imagine Sam Presti because Kevin Durant. I mean, like the dude, the dude doesn't think for himself. He he he's told what to do, and he's like, oh yeah, sure, go, I'll go do it, whatever. That's why he's never gonna have his own big brand. He's um, impressionable, and then Russ. I mean, Russ, even Russ, even to an extent, had it under control because Presti was basically like heavy handed with him. But yep. Russ was a family man. He was already married and he, mm-hmm. he wanted to have kids. And now he or, has like had a girlfriend before yeah. he even got right. Right. Yeah. And, and so then you have James Harden and that's a totally different world from those two dudes. So I'm really intrigued to see like, you know, what in the world would have happened if they would have said. But to be say, not enough cool strip clubs in Oklahoma City. <laughs> Yeah. Well, a few things on the Houston Rest front. Peace, sugars. Yeah. Few few things on the Houston front before we move on, real quick. Thunder do own Houston's first round pick, so this Harden stuff is is music to my ears right now. I mean, if he does show up, how engaged is he? He doesn't seem like he's going to be very engaged. Houston's. We talked about this Wednesday, Taylor. They are banking on a lot of things going right for their yep. season to be good. John Wall being a competent player after being out two years. Boogie. Not being a dumbass, that's a big bet. Christian Wood being productive uh, on a winning team. Yep. Uh, apparently, P.J. Tucker hasn't shown up to camp, according to The Athletic. He's still angry about his contract. So that all I'm saying is for the Thunder, things are looking pretty good for those picks. Agreed. Things are looking good for those Agreed. picks. All right, let's well, move and, on. And, and for the Clippers. Yeah. Yeah, well, speaking of, Taylor, true or false? False. I already read this one. It's false. Continue. <laughs> Paul George comments, quote, I want to retire a Clipper. Is he true or is he false? This dude he is, is so a, full of crap. Oh, yes, he is. Like Kind of like how we oh. want to retire in Indiana and how we wanted to uh, win it all in Oklahoma City. Trying to find that picture that, uh, that Nick put. Oh, here it is. I got it. Okay, so uh, quote, unquote, here's direct quotes from Paul George. My goal is to win out or to win one here. I never want to leave Indy. That was Paul George months before requesting a trade out of Indianapolis. Um, I'm here to stay. We can bring this thing home, Paul George. After re-signing with OKC, and now this is where I this is where my heart is. I want to retire a Clipper. Paul George sucks, man. Like he was complaining <laughs> about he. Like, this man, every time the playoffs come around, he melts down. Something goes wrong. He gets hurt mm-hmm. somehow, and then he wants to put the blame on Doc Rivers, who that has actually awful. won a title, who should have won two titles with the Celtics. And this man, this the Celtics, not the Celtics, the Clippers, they're gonna go down a lot quicker than a lot when than a lot of people are thinking. Like, man, Steve Ballmer, I'm pretty sure is really sad now, knowing what he knows about Montrezl Harold ditching it. Uh Lou Will, they're shopping him. 
They need a mm-hmm. point guard because Kawhi had one season of trying to create his own offense and said, F this. Because uh, like your sidekick is way off P and the guy just melts down in the playoffs. It's just, it's embarrassing. He, yeah, he's not going to retire Clipper. I don't know where he's going to end up. He's never going to win a title unless he chases one of LeBron. That's it. It's kind of funny. Paul George always has an excuse. It's never him. Always. It's always somebody else. Did, although, did you guys see KOC clap back in that mm-hmm. retweet? Mm-hmm. Paul George uh, was, was hilarious. On, yeah, the, about all, the, well, like you mentioned, call me Aaron talking uh, blaming Doc Rivers. Yeah, um, he is blaming Doc Rivers how he didn't use in the right situations and he should have been in more pick and roll situations. And then Kevin O'Connor replied, uh, quote, retweeted the video and said, actually, per like, tracking data, you ran more pick and rolls this yep. season than you ever had in your entire career. <laughs> Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. Awesome. Looking good for the Thunder's picks. All right, call me on. Yeah. Back to you. True or false, at least one team will lose a draft pick due to COVID protocol violations. This came out in that 140-page league memo if you violate covid protocols and it's found out or you try to hide it up the it can resign is open 24 7 now yeah forfeits for games mm-hmm. uh docking of pay uh and if it's an organizational thing uh losing draft picks so the nba season is 72 games right yes well the baltimore ravens couldn't even make it 16 games without some of their dudes going against the league wide like COVID protocol and like almost getting the Steelers Ravens games canceled. Imagine you have a lot of other dudes like James Harden, mind you and other staffers, because there may be only 15 players, but they have so many staffers that go with the team that go different places. Yeah. 100%. That's going to happen. That's going to be true. Somebody's going to have to forfeit. Somebody's going to have to give it, give a second round pickup because somebody is going to go out and be stupid, like go to strip club and get some wings or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and, and they're going to lose the draft pick. I mean, it's just that simple because You're right though, because teams don't players don't, they'll, they'll, they'll try to get their money. They'll try to play, but you know, there are dumb players in the NBA. Rudy Gobert didn't take it seriously and then get half his team sick. And then they used like, 90% of Oklahoma's COVID tests. So, I mean, yeah, it's going to happen. It yeah, will. Not, not even dumb players as much as players who just think they're so great. They, they're accustomed to just being the guys everywhere they walk. You know, COVID can't touch me kind of, yep. you know, and, and it just, the rules don't apply to me. Right. Yep. Exactly. The, the rule, I think that's the biggest thing, Jacob. I think you're spot on. The rules don't apply to me. COVID can't apply to me. Yeah. And you, so it, it kind of, see what happens. Yeah. Right. Right. So, uh, I think Harden's kind of the scapegoat here because he was with a very you know high caliber rapper right now who is is posting these things on social media. But there's been multiple uh, I've heard t- on two different podcasts now. Speaking of the mismatch, I think that maybe was one of them, Kevin O'Connor, and it might have been Zach Lowe or I can't remember somebody else mentioning. Look, there's a lot of players who have been out about doing these kinds of things, and I think that's why you're like seeing. Um, teams like the Blazers having to shut down their their um, organization or the organization their um, their facilities and having to go in and do like a full on deep clean because when everybody came back for training camp for their individual workouts, um, they all of a sudden had a a small spike in cases and, and positive cases. Obviously, OKC has a couple. If Jordan is one of them, you know he wasn't going out and as far as we know, he wasn't going out and just like partying and stuff, but he went back home to see family um, and he was traveling. So that makes sense. You know, you're just going to have all these different cases there, all these different instances. Um, And it wouldn't surprise me if there's, you know, who was it? Uh, Otto Porter jr. 
we saw that video of him from Halloween uh, going around a big party, kind of like James Harden was at, right? You know, pouring alcohol into females' mouths and just <laughs> no mask in, in the vicinity at all. So all of that to say, I think Kamir is spot on here. There's going to be at least one team who is going to um, mess it up. It's just, it's just the way it is. And when you're high contact sport like basketball, you're not in the bubble anymore. Yep. Not, not, I'm not saying they should be. That's <laughs> You can't pull it off for a full season. That's almost like prison um to a, a lesser extreme but i just i see some cases happening don't have to worry about an oklahoma ain't nothing to do here <laughs> except, except mahogany's bobos and what was our third um flint flint <laughs> yes yep. all right taylor you are up maybe my favorite true or false of the night Ooh, this is pretty funny true or false doc rivers does not love his son <laughs> Uh, for context here, a uh, quote came out saying that uh, the Philadelphia 76ers were interested in Austin Rivers before they hired Doc. And once they hired Doc, Doc said, quote, you don't want those problems. Uh, you don't I assume, want those problems? I, 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 I guess I'm assuming, meaning don't me and my son being on the same team, it becoming a family yeah. thing. Uh, other players saying that I prefer and play him because he's my child. But Doc Rivers does not love his son. True or false? True. Doc is just a terrible human. He is not his, his hey. he wishes his son was his uh his his son-in-law and Steph uh, Curry. Let's say he he was willing to sign his son-in-law, but you'll not his actual Steph. son. You'll never beat Steph or Seth. Sorry, yes, yeah, Seth. Uh no, oh, no, man. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of a family feud going on here. Yeah. Um no, 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 no. He that is false. He he does love his son. Uh, he's very proud of his son. Taylor's but, playing family counselor over here. <laughs> right. Everybody come to the table. <laughs> Tell us how you feel. Um, I, I, I very much think it's like you mentioned at the top of this question, Jacob. That just creates a lot of drama. They've already have been there. They've already have done that. And um, <laughs> to be quite frank, in a organization uh, – that has already kind of had some of that. You kind of had the fuse, you know, the, the whether they made up or whether they're valid between Ben Simmons and uh, Joel Embiid. I don't think, and then, you know, Doc Rivers coming over and Ty Lue got promoted over in the Clippers. And then you have all the drama with Paul George on all the smoke pockets talking about Doc Rivers. The last thing you want is Austin Rivers coming in and, you know, taking minutes over, you know, oh, rookie Tyrese Max, he should really be getting more minutes, but Doc's son is just, he's getting all the minutes and he's playing terrible. You don't want all that going on. So uh, I'm going to go with false. He loves his son. He's proud of his son, but NBA is not quite the place to uh, coach your son. Let's, let's leave that in the AAU. <laughs> I think that's fair. His son also probably got a better payday from the Knicks yeah. than he would have from Philly as well. So Very true. Doc has a there's a there's a really good new documentary series on Netflix. <laughs> no pun intended. About yeah, there's a really good documentary on on Netflix about different coaches in different sports and how they motivate their teams. And Doc Rivers is one of the people that they interviewed, and it's a great documentary. Uh, that it's like there's short episodes, like 30 minutes a piece. So like you can rip off like a few of them and not even realize it. That's cool. And I kept on thinking about. Doc Rivers coaching his son and thinking like how teachers would have their their children in class later on in life once they've grown older. And I always thought this like does would would Austin say coach or dad? Yeah, um, it's awkward. Or Mr. Rivers. Awkward. Yeah, that's weird, man. No, he loves his son. And, and are you more comfortable challenging your coach in that situation too? Like 
dad, what are you talking about? I, yeah. I don't agree with that in front of the teammates. You know, it's just, it's a weird dynamic. Or your Better. dad whoops your ass in front of the whole team. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Better to leave it all Take your at phone away. Yeah. Better to leave it all <laughs> at home and just, just punt it. But now like they're both, you know, over in the East. So we'll see how that goes. Yep. Um, call me R. You get the next true or false. Giannis signs the extension with the Bucks before the December 21st buzzer. That's tough, man. That That's tough. Really tough because, <laughs> oh God, there are a lot of things that could go into that. Like knowing the salary cap won't be as high. That's how, however many years because of COVID and because revenue, would you like, I don't know if I would sign something like that. If I know that the, the salary cap is actually not going to go up, it's actually going to dip down a little bit. I don't know if I would sign something like that, knowing that my financial future is dedicated to this one contract. And if I'm honest, honestly, I just wait for it. And I, I just, I just, I just wait and I don't sign that thing. And I just, I evaluate all my options just like any other superstar has. And so, you know what? I'm going to say, man, that's tough. That's <laughs> gosh. You were hyping it all up. I'm going to say, it's, and it's, then we got... it's it's false. He's not going to sign it. Wow. And I, hope he, I hope he goes somewhere else because Milwaukee does not deserve a title. They don't deserve Giannis. Go to the Heat and go do something special. Oh man! man. And I just I just crapped on small markets. I'm very yeah. aware of this. Yes, yeah, so I was I about to say. Fan of a small market. I, do, I don't like the players in Milwaukee. I think Jimmy Butler deserves an NBA title. And I want him and Tyler That's Hero fair. and Bam Adebayo to go win one before I want freaking the uh, uh, the guy that looks like a hamster. Who's the guy? Oh, Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. Thank you. I don't, I don't want him I to win a title like a hamster. before Jimmy uh, Butler does. It's not fair. So false. He's gonna sign with the Heat next year. Look, Giannis, like you said, Kamiar on the Heat would be an absolute blast. Giannis playing alongside Luca and Dallas. Mm -hmm would also be an absolute blast. But that's very easy for me to say now. Although, you know, back when uh, in 2016, uh, when other fan bases were saying, you know, if KD went to the Warriors, that'd be a mega team. What if KD goes back home to Washington, D.C. to play with John Wall and Brad Beal? That'd be awesome. What if KD went fill in the blank? I get it. <laughs> and so with all that being said, uh, I think it's really good for the league, the health of the league, um, the health of small markets. If KD, or sorry, God, if KD, if uh if Giannis does sign that super max in milwaukee um i am rooting for it but i'm with you call me he hasn't done it yet that's and, right he, he he's waiting on them to, he to, hates you know? parkas he wants to be in some short year round screw those coats hey, my guy loves grease yeah. no more fuzzy coats bring on all of the Bring on those swim trunks, flip flops. That's yes. right yes the the, the button down with a couple yeah. of buttons up top unbuttoned you know there's summers Miami, in Milwaukee. Miami Vice, baby. There's summers in Milwaukee are like 65 degrees, and that's the highest it gets. I can't do that, <laughs> yeah. and he can't do it either. It's not yeah. fair. He's from Greece. Yeah. He enjoys a Mediterranean lifestyle, not this weird boots and Carhartt BS crap you have in Milwaukee. Okay. <laughs> hey, one thing I did see though is there's a picture of him. I don't know how long ago this was, but um there was like a uh like a full fridge and the like I guess it was like the Bucks facility or whatever, their training facility, whatever it was, practice facility, a full on fridge. It was just like free water. And so you see like Giannis like looking over and I guess he asked somebody like are these free? 
And he was told yes. And the next picture is him just with like this giant ass, like a Santa Claus sack, like draped over his <laughs> shoulder, just full of free water. My man, <laughs> my man. They want right. you to take it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Taylor, you get the last true or false. The uh, NBA is done testing and punishing for weed. Forever. This one's the hardest. This that, is really hard. They suspended um, this rule for the bubble. They've suspended yep. it for this season. Uh, their excuse for this season is uh, testing, doing drug tests for marijuana uh, puts more people around players that could possibly be a contagion and, and get them sick with COVID. Uh, so they're removing it for that reason. Uh, are they setting a precedent here? And will we'd ever be tested for in the league again? I think they are. Uh, obviously, being OU fans, we're a little biased. Commie are, you know, we've we've talked about the whole situation between Stevenson and uh, uh, Hazelwood and, and that group of players. Here's the thing: is I, I think players are pushing for this as well. And the NBA is a team who very much listens to their player association much more than other uh, leagues across the professional leagues across the nation and the world as we currently sit. I think they are going to probably get away with this permanently. But with that being said, I think they are going to have to put some rules and regulations around that. Because if you have players, you know, I, Brandon Ingram's a fun one because he always looks like he's high. Now, I, I don't want to, that's kind of Jeremy a poor Lamb. excuse. Jeremy Lamb. Those that just kind of, they might not actually be high when they're giving those interviews. So maybe that's yeah. a bad excuse there, or a bad example to give. But if you have a guy like Shea, let's just use Shea, that's a phone. He does not look like, right, when, when he's giving his interview. But if he showed up and his eyes are halfway shut and he's nice. not answering questions like he usually oh, does, yes. maybe you need to have some some uh, <laughs> roles and regulations in place to be able what? to punish players who are showing up and doing that. Um, Makes when, it better. When they shouldn't be your eyes. Even if they're using that, I mean, they're high out of his mind. <laughs> J.R. Smith wouldn't show up high. J.R. would spark a blunt in the middle of yeah. the interview. Just, Dion Waiters had an issues with having a gun <laughs> inedible before he got on an airplane. No, that's what I was going to say. Dion. Media My God, Dion. Dion. gummies. <laughs> Just has this full bag Eyes of gummies. in the back of his head <laughs> like this. He starts the just seeing his progression throughout the interview but you say so you say it's uh, false you think they're not done no no sorry i think it's true I, I i do not think they're going to come out with a you can you know they're going to be drug testing specifically for marijuana i think they will have regulations in place that if you show up high just if you were to show up drunk to your interview you're yeah. probably going to have a little bit of discipline and they'll probably have i mean they're probably still going to drug test just not like weed won't be an issue like you know, I th I think there's a difference between somebody having weed in their system in the league and somebody having like cocaine in their blood. You know, I mean, right. yeah, like, in, like you take a look at you take a look at. Hey, coach, at, hold on, I need to go take yeah, a coke geez. break. Well, Chris Porzingis, you know, but anyways, those uh, you take a look at the national landscape where they're like literally the United States government is like looking at like federally just decriminalizing weed in general, and it's like, mm -hmm. hey, like. Uh, this is the things we're talking about from Oklahoma a football perspective, like about how archaic people's views upon yep. drugs are because people have been smoking hashish for thousands of years <laughs> and, and it has far more health benefits for you than any sort of alcoholism does. I'd rather have my players smoke weed out of their mind, like Mitch McGarry than be <laughs> as high on Hennessy and as high as Hennessy as, as drunk off a of Hennessy as jr is because it's like medically speaking <laughs> or and james like harden health, health, health wise speaking <laughs> cannabis is better 
for you than any sort of alcoholism. One is a depressant, one is not. Um, so I think they're done. I, I think they should be done too. It's a, a stupid, archaic rule that people are like, oh, you can't smoke weed. Why? Because it makes you feel good. Like, and it's so dumb. It's so because dumb. the hippies did it back it's, in the day. It's 2020. Like, did you know the number one consumer of like weed now is like white collar, middle aged white guys? Now there's no, there's no stigma about it. So let it go. Remember when KD like had something like drop out of his yeah. car? Yeah, like, had a, like, that was a, a big deal. In a pill bottle. Yeah. It's so dumb. Let it go. It's it's done. It's it's the future. I'm sorry for those people that don't like cannabis. Whatever. Uh, the NBA is done testing and punishing for weed forever. And new lifestyles changing. It's done. Now, come here, really NBA, quick. Let's be quick. Mitch McGarry was smoking a little more than just marijuana. He still <laughs> hasn't come down yet. He's still in space. Yeah. Mitch McGarry was getting his damn snakes yeah, high. shrooms and just and, all kinds. No, and he was averaging a double double his first games in the league. So I double mean, double, like, double hey, then hitting the unicycle afterwards. Yeah, and, yeah, hitting the unicycle with this with a snake and a top hat. This man, you know how Mitch he was ahead of his time. <laughs> he was ahead of his time. <laughs> trying to trying to shout out to girls on Twitter.com. Love it, God, Mitch McGarry. But the NBA. We know the most progressive of all the major sports leagues in America. It would make sense that they would be the first to stop testing for marijuana. You know, it, that just it just makes too yeah. much sense to me. They they are the most progressive by far, so. especially about mental health. And like that's one thing that people are, uh, that's like really positive. It's not an excuse. Mm -hmm. It really is a positive experience for people with mental health. That again, the NBA has been bringing to the forefront of a lot of mm -hmm. things, not just physical health, but mental health. That Caleb was decent, like great enough to come out about, and then everybody else start talking about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, all right, well, good, true or falses. Um, Taylor, I think we had a couple questions in the chat we, we want to hit before we get out of here. We have two. Uh, one that came that, that we haven't answered yet throughout the podcast that I wanted to bring up uh, from our YouTube, our live YouTube. XG Gra Graphics asks us, boom, if you had to pick right now, do you keep Houston's picks or trade them? And which one are you picking? And I That's get like, what, what he's saying. That's kind of like back to what you were mentioning in a couple uh, some of our previous podcasts, Jacob. The Houston picks might be at their highest value right now. Yeah, it's it's a weird game of when is the asset at its highest value, right? When is it perceived at its highest value? We know the 2021 draft class is stacked, absolutely yep. stacked. You want as many lotto picks in there as you can get. You want to go get a Cade. You want to go get a, a Suggs. You want to go get a, a Jalen Green. I think if you can package some Houston picks to get pick number one in 21, uh, if you can get a second lottery pick in 2021, uh, you do it. I, I think 2021, 2022 are the draft classes that you use those future picks to go get the guys you want. Hmm. Yep. Would you guys be willing to package like, like let's say, okay, so he gets like the number four pick in the lottery because I hate the lottery odds. Would you guys be cool with packaging Baisley and somebody else of note with a couple of those Houston picks for that number one slot? If it would take it, yeah, I think so. What if it's I Baisley mean, and Poku? I want to hold my answer until I actually see Poku on a basketball court. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, those were guys taken in the, in the 20s and the teens right. that – that you know have some upside, but also have major floors. Where right. I th I think Cade Cunningham is going to be a starting point guard in the league. A one, yeah. general generational talent. He's I, I agree he's with that. so good, dude. He is so good. 
I I, wa- I was watching. Uh, what what's Suggs' first name again? Jalen. Is it Jalen Suggs? Jalen Suggs from like Gonzaga. He's freaking good. I didn't I know he him w- three times now. I haven't. I don't know if I watched three college basketball games all last college basketball season, and I've watched maybe like. Did it make you already. realize that college basketball is actually not very good? Yeah, it sucks, man. I used it before the, the shot thunder. Clock, I used the, to be like, oh, fouls. college basketball is so much better, yeah, and now yep, I'm just like, yep. oh my god, this is awful. Yep. Yeah. Get these kids into the NBA immediately. Yeah, I watched that Sooners ECU <laughs> game today, and I was like, oh yes. man, it's got to yeah, go. It's, it's slow. Yep. There's so I many whistles. That game also. Um, but man, Ugh. Suggs, that kid's got some feel. He was what Mr. Basketball and Mr. Football, uh, yeah, he in, was like, in Minnesota. Uh, he was a college quarterback. He's a freak athlete. Or, sorry, college quarterback. He was a high school quarterback. Um, and, and that, so I read an article from Vicini. He was like, or maybe it was a tweet. He was like, look, uh, shoot, maybe it was, um, um, Wasserman, um, from Blue Wire here in the Blue Wire fam. But anyways, one of them was like, look, this kid, uh, it's going to be brought up multiple times throughout the season that he was a, uh, a high school quarterback because he's going to make some just ridiculous passes that just reminisce a high school football quarterback. And uh, sure enough, it was like the first game I watched him. I think it was, I can't remember who they played. Uh, maybe it was that Kansas game. And uh, they, they, they mentioned it and showed us highlights. And I was like, yeah, oh. <laughs> man, we're, we're going to talk a lot about the draft this year, obviously, but there's a lot of talent in this draft. I like the kid from Stanford a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Kentucky's got two kids that are really good. I can't wait to watch this G League BJ. team. Yeah, I can't yeah, wait to I watch know. the G League team. Um, Jalen Green. There's the and, big uh, uh, Kaminga. Kaminga, yep. There's the kid from USC. There, there's a lot of talent in this draft. Mobley. Um, yep. So it's going to be really interesting. Oh, yeah, right. really. What What's the next question, Taylor? So the next question is uh, from our guy, Eku, uh, from the Boomtown Discord, and he's on our YouTube. He's everywhere. He's the man. He actually gave me a post, and so I just have a, some super quick bullet points from it that I just want to bring up. Basically, he uh, is kind of he, he's heard all the the, the talk about um, how do you guys feel about as Thunder fans about the the rebuild? Um, should the Thunder be tanking? Doesn't make sense. You know, we had you know Thunder's intentions. I think there were some some people from that site who felt like you know you were so close. Why would you just tear that down um, in a small market? Like you know, I kind of get their point. Um, I think Eku does as well. So his point was, look, this isn't going to be a traditional rebuild. You're going to be able to see some just uh, some really fun performances from guys like Shea. Uh, you're going to see Baisley and Dort. Um, his point was like, you know, you're, you're going to see Shea put up some just just make huge leaps, which is going to be exciting and fun to root for. You're going to see um, guys like Baisley hopefully continue to make leaps. You're going to see Dort maybe drop more 30-point games like he did in that game seven. And then you have like, you know, Poku, for example. You're going to make, what if he does come out and Echo's point and have a just incredible game midway through the season and we're just like, wow, if this kid can put it together, he's going to be special. So there's going to be fun things to root for is kind of his point. Um, and then he had a, he, he brought up the quote from Presti which I believe, I don't want to misquote him, but it was from his Oklahoman um, article that he put out here before last season, which ended up being a lot of fun. Um, I'm just going to read the first sentence here, but our, our ultimate goal is to build a team that will inspire the same kind of joy, success, and togetherness that we have all experienced over our first 11 years. So Eku's point, he's kind of one of our thoughts on that. And I think what he's getting at there is uh, for those who maybe aren't super excited about tanking, how do we feel, uh, you know, he personally thinks this is the way to go. And there's also going to be a lot of fun over this next couple of seasons until we can get back to maybe where we were, the Katie Russ, James Harden years. Yeah. I think that 
You know, he he hits a good point there that you're going to have a chance to watch young guys start to step up. Uh, Young guys have big games, and that makes it fun, right? In a season that's going to be all about development and a lot of losing. When you see those leaps, when you see those big games, and you see that potential, it does make it a lot of fun. And so I think this season is going to – it's not going to be like last season where we went in with low expectations and then we had a a fantastic season and made the playoffs and, and had a blast and almost made the second round. This is going to be low expectations and low results, not low expectations and high results like last season. But getting to see the young guys grow uh, and, and see what could be is really exciting. I think the difference is 10 years ago, we didn't know anything else. And we just saw the young guys and what could be. We had no past experience. And we didn't have to suffer through those years where Seattle did lose their team ultimately because of it, which is different here. That's not going to happen, OKC, even if we have to go through five or ten, I mean, God forbid, ten seasons of mediocrity or just terror tanking. Um, it, it's different in a large city like Seattle who just wasn't supporting the team. But we didn't have to go through some of those harsh years, really. When the team came over, we already have had Kevin Durant, which we're hoping will be like a Kate Cunningham, right? moving forward for this, this era of OKC. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, I think it's going to be fun to watch young guys grow, um, but you're not going to have that satisfaction at the end of the season. We're saying, Oh wow, we totally overachieved. I don't think there's going to be much overachieving going on. I think it's going to be more about individual growth uh, and team growth rather than a surprising success. Which has been a common theme in those media interviews or media availability um, with young guys like Shea, Baisley, um, Coach Mark. You know, all those guys have mentioned that so far. Uh, Presty even mentioned that. But the other thing to keep in mind, too, is something that you keep on mentioning, Jacob, that I think is a great point um, when kind of looking at the Boston Celtics, right? Like they had those young players and and Tatum, and then they draft Brown shortly after. Those guys were able to improve while they had all these draft picks to be able to improve their team around them. And, you know, it was a very short quote unquote rebuild after the, you know, championship era that they had. This could be a very similar situation because you have to keep in mind that Presti does have all these different draft picks. So if you do hit on a Cade Cunningham or if you miss out on Cade, but you're still able to get like two players in the top 15 of this next draft and one or two in the next two drafts after that, you're in pretty good shape and pretty accelerated um, for a team like shoot the Knicks or the Hornets or the Kings who have been rebuilding for such a long time. It's true. And I mean, the good thing about being from Oklahoma is that before the thunder, what, what, like, and I guess before the Hornets our our source of entertainment from people as people from near the Metro was what the Blazers and the Red Hawks. Yeah. Um, so like a, a sense, of college sports. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and a sense of legitimacy that gave like that, or a sense of like uh, uh, pride that gave Oklahomans maybe legitimacy that like, Hey, we're, we can be a big time town was a thunder basketball team. So I don't, I don't see Oklahomans ever stop supporting the thunder. I see season ticket prices dropping, which if people that don't want to pay to see a crappy team, they won't, that's fine. The people that want to actually just go watch and support the team at a cheaper price will, uh, because quite frankly, there's not a lot to do in Oklahoma city still. I mean, that the thunder is about it during this time of year. Uh, and so, I mean, with this COVID year with no, with no fans, it'll be more interesting because like, everybody's losing money. And so now you just watch it on the TV. 
And like we were talking about before the podcast and haven't yeah. talking about like you have the TV. Um, what, who is it? Jacob, you mentioned them earlier. I can't even remember their name. Sinclair. Sinclair. Yeah. You have o- them, owners of issues. Fox sports, Oklahoma. Yeah. So it'll and, be in so many others. Yeah. It'll be interesting. The team, like they have Shea uh, and then they have a bunch of unknowns. They have dudes that like, Oh, we're really high, really high upside on these guys. So it's like, it's Shay and a bunch of dudes. And um, stay in the deeds. Really, and realistically, <laughs> look look at it. Like Baisley, like I mean, you hope his ceiling is something good. Uh, Lou Dort, like you, I don't, he may already be close to his ceiling of what he's ever gonna be. So I, I, I really don't know. Um, I just know that Oklahoma City has a ton of picks, and Sam Presti is gonna get a ton of looks at it. And uh, his track record shows that when he gets a ton of picks and several ones that are relatively decent, you know, in, in the one to twenty range. He usually does uh, a better job than not. So I think for like fans, like, I mean, like look at, look at the state of Oklahoma, people that are primarily OU fans, which is like 65% of Oklahomans. uh, They've been spoiled their entire lives with championships. People that are thunder fans. um, They, as soon as they came over, they had one rough year. And then the next year after they were challenging the Mavs who were going to win the title, they were challenging the Lakers who were going to go win the title. Uh, they were not, they were not, they weren't bad. So they've been mm-hmm. spoiled again. Like the one rough, really bad season that Oklahoma city thunder fans have had were really two. was the first year we had the team and it's just so well, exciting well, anyways. Well, there was that one. Yeah. So it was brand new. You have two more years, like during the course of all of this after KD left or even while KD was here was the injury year where it was like really mm-hmm. crappy. And then you had the Russ MVP year where like the team right. wasn't as good, but Russ still won an MVP. So exactly. that's cool. Exactly. Um, now the team's actually about to really suck. Like really bad, and like yeah, you don't even know half the dudes on the roster suck. <laughs> Literally, and, and Comer so, like, ooh, I bet James Johnson's one of the ones who have COVID. I was like, yeah, dude, I was James like, Johnson's dude, out. <laughs> it's so hard to keep track of who's on the damn team anymore. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting. Um, and like you guys said, it'll be a slow process. This thing is not going to be over in a year. This thing's going to be like a two to three year thing, maybe even a four year thing. Just depending upon, <laughs> yeah, I hope. Well, if it's a five-year thing, Shay's not going to be on the team by then. But, um, and so there's there's so much <laughs> happening over the next few years, and and I'm just I'm just glad that we're getting it over with now. But it's going to be like 72 games, then 82 games. It's going to be slow. It's going to be painful, and hopefully you can get other dudes on, uh, and hopefully. I don't know they can get Cade Cunningham next year and then Amani Bates and all the other dudes because OKC needs help in contracts they can control because exactly. Lord knows they're not going to they're not going to get a Giannis in this up in this thing. Yeah, That's exactly. Yep. All right, guys. Well, let's hop out of here. Um, hey, quick programming note: as we get off the pod today, we will have our normal Thursday morning pod this week. Uh, Taylor and I will be making our predictions for the Western Conference. Next Sunday, we will have actually that's our last like normally scheduled pod. After that, Saturday, preseason basketball, baby. We will have our first post game pod of the year. Sunday, we'll have another group podcast where we'll do our NBA wide bets. After that, it's every Sunday and then post game after every single Thunder game. Uh, no more of the regular Thursday morning pod, it's just going to be Sunday mornings and post game. So be ready for that. We are stoked for it. I cannot wait to actually watch basketball and talk about it. Me too. Coming up quick. So make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts at. That way those download automatically. The Sunday show will stay as the live show uh, post game pods. We haven't decided yet. We'll figure that out as we go. So 
Make sure that you follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. That way you can jump on with us Sunday nights, hang out for an hour, uh, watch the show, ask your questions, and then post-game podcast after every game. So thank you guys so much for checking out The Uncontested. We appreciate you all. Make sure to drop a five-star rating if you have not yet. Until then, we will talk to you on Wednesday night. Have a great and safe beginning of your week. And as always, thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.